You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hello and welcome to our weekly AIB Market Talk and Brexit update on Tuesday the 10th of December. I'm Paul Ward from our Customer Treasury Unit and I'm joined this week by our AIB's Chief Economist, Oliver Mangan, who will provide us with the latest developments regarding the upcoming UK election and the likely impact of the results we'll have for Brexit. And we will discuss upcoming central bank meetings from the Federal Reserve and European Central Bank. Oli, let's start with the UK. We have the general election later this week. Can you give us your thoughts, the likely outcome, and what will that mean for sterling in the short term? Well, we've seen sterling move a fair bit in the past week. Um, the opinion polls have been pretty consistent, including those published at the weekend. Uh, earlier in the campaign, we did see Liberal Democrat or some Liberal Democrat voters shift towards Labour. Labour picked up to around 33% of the polls. Uh, the Tories have been around 43%, but that gap has remained unchanged now for the last uh, 7 to 10 days. Uh, and if that gap was sustained, it was almost certainly be the case that the Tories would wind up with an overall majority. So, obviously, the markets have been watching the polls, and um, Sterling has been gaining ground uh, on expectations that we will see uh, a fairly comfortable win uh, for the Conservative Party uh, when the votes start to be counted on Thursday night, early on Friday morning. Now, uh, where Sterling has gone, uh, it's against the dollar, it's back up to 131, 132. Uh, the euro has fallen back towards 84p, and we haven't seen that level since the uh, time of the Brexit referendum, nearly, well, back in June of 2016. So if you go back even to last October, um, the euro is up around 90p. So there's been a steady fall by the euro against the strengthening uh, UK currency in that, in that time. Okay, so you're saying that the polls are probably driving sterling stronger, but we've been caught before with polls. So should we be acting with a little bit more caution? A bit of caution is required. I mean, obviously, the UK polls got the last election in 2017 wrong. They got the result, obviously, of the uh, go back to the US presidential election wrong and they got the referendum in the UK on Brexit wrong. But I think the, the polls have been consistent and the gap has been wide. I think though what might introduce an element of uncertainty into it is some thought that we might see tactical voting. I mean the the, the Leave vote has coalesced around the Conservative Party it's at 43-44%. The remainers are split between the Liberal Democrats and uh, Labour and obviously the SNP in Scotland. This election will be decided in, you know, 30, 40, 50 marginal seats. And if we did see voters who are remain inclined plump for the candidate's best place to win that seat, well, that could upset the apple cart a bit in terms of, I mean, if it's a normal election out a 10% gap between the Conservatives and the Labour Party, that would guarantee the Conservatives uh, an overall majority. But could we see... Labour voters switch to a Liberal Democrat where they're best placed to win the seat, in a, let's say in a Conservative seat. Uh, could we see Liberal or Labour people switch to a Liberal Democrat uh, really to get to support a Remain leaning candidate? Well, that's about the only thing I think that would deny the Conservatives uh, a victory at this stage. You know, we're into Tuesday, the election's two days away, the gap is wide. It, the polls haven't been moving. Unlike the last election, there was a consistent move towards Labour. You know That move towards Labour really has dried up over the last uh, 10 days or so. So as things stand, I mean, you, you can t- just look at the markets. They are pricing in uh, an election win for the Conservatives. Uh, 
on Thursday night, Friday morning. I might just pick up on one thing, Ollie, if you don't mind. So we're a recent Forex and Interest Rate Outlook publication, which is available on the FX Centre website, states that sterling upside may be limited, even if it's a clear election result. Why is that the case? Yeah, we'll probably see sterling make further ground. Now, firstly, there's strong support for the euro around 83p. So um, you might get another further rise in or fall back in the euro from 84 to 83p. Uh, and there will be some maybe relief that we have an end to the political stalemate in the House of Commons and what have you. But when you look towards the next year, um, you know, getting Brexit done to quote Boris Johnson, maybe the easy part in terms of the UK, you know, the, the, a clear election win from would pave the way to ratify the UK, to ratify the withdrawal agreement and leave the EU at the end of January. But then the really difficult part starts in terms of establishing the future relationship between the EU and the UK. And these trade talks are to occur over next year. They, uh, the, the Tories have ruled out an extension to uh, beyond end 2020 in terms of the transition period during which those talks have been held. Um, those talks are likely to prove very difficult because on the one hand, you have the Conservative Party wanting to take back control, wanting to set their own rules and regulations, uh, want, now talking about giving state aid to British industry and yet wanting to retain access to the single market. You have the EU on the other side saying, no, you have to play by the rules. Uh, we won't have regulatory divergence and you guys maintaining access to EU markets. If you want access to our markets, you have to play by the EU rules. So these are going to, I think, prove contentious um, talks. Uh, Sterling's had a very volatile year this year. We've seen a strengthen recently. It was very weak over the summer. It strengthened the early part of the year. I think we could see a lot of volatility in Sterling next year as well uh, on the ebb and flow of how those talks are going. And particularly with the Tories ruling out an extension of the trade talks to say we want this trade deal done next year. So we could be looking at another cliff edge, cliff edge date uh, towards the end of 2020, just as we've seen a couple of cliff edge dates this year. So that sort of backdrop uh, of uncertainty uh, will not be helpful for the UK currency. So it has strengthened a lot in the last couple of months, and I just think from here, given that uncertain outlook for 2020, um, the upside may be limited. So you may well get a short-term bounce if there's a clear election result, uh, but that may be limited and it may be short-lived. Thanks, Ali. In regards to the Brexit update, I think it's important from a customer perspective that that the election this week will bring probably certainty, but we've got a lot more of uncertainty into next year in relation to the transitional arrangement, etc. Just to make the point as well, if there is a surprise result, and let's say we get a hung parliament or possibly uh, a result that might see a minority Labour administration cobbled together, that would be negative for Stirling as well because the uncertainty would continue. I, I think in those sort of circumstances you're looking at... Um, possibly a second referendum next year and no guarantee what the result of that would be. The polls show that the UK is still split down the middle on Brexit. So further uncertainty, markets worried about the policies of a minority Labour Party government. So that could see sternly weaken as well. Ali, we'll move on to the ECB. Uh, meeting later this week, it's Christine Lagarde's first meeting as president. Um, there's some of the news headlines this week that I've seen. It's talking about Christine Lagarde preparing sweeping review of the ECB strategy. So what can we expect out of Thursday's meeting? Well, the markets are interested because it's the first meeting. Uh, we, we've been used to President Draghi for the last seven or eight years, and now with Christian Lagarde taking over. The markets have changed their view on ECB rates over the last couple of months. They now see no change in, in ECB rates for a long period of time. They thought the ECB might cut rates further. Uh, it's a long time also since we've had a review, uh, a 
in-depth review of ECB policy. I think it goes back to 2002, 2003. You, you could say to some extent that the ECB has done a lot of easing, negative interest rates, quantitative easing, but has failed to meet its target, which is an inflation rate of close to 2%, just below 2%. So that in itself you know, probably merits a review of the policy stance, the policy instruments. Uh, there's also talk about maybe a green tinge or a green agenda being brought to monetary policy in the Eurozone, i.e. the ECB maybe buying green bonds. So I think um, what the markets, we, we know what President Draghi, under him, he said he would do whatever it takes, you know, to preserve the euro, to get the economy going again, to try and achieve their inflation target, a very loose monetary policy stance, uh, very active in the markets, led the markets in terms of where policy was going. So I think what markets will be looking for is some steer if they can get it from Christian Lagarde on Thursday or how long this review may take. But what it probably does confirm is that policy is on hold in the near term uh, at the ECB as they conduct this policy review. And your expectation is this is a, a long-term thing, Ollie. It's not going to get answers in the short term, are we? No, the markets are not expecting any change in rates in the short term. I think another thing that's interesting as well is that the minutes of that famous meeting uh, a couple of months ago in September that resulted in the marked easing of monetary policy. We saw the rate cuts, we saw quantitative easing restarted, we saw more generous terms for reef operations, uh, a number of easing measures were put in place, but there was strong opposition to that on the General Council. Uh, and I think a lot of that opposition was based on the view that actually we've done a lot of easing already, there's no guarantee that this will work, it hasn't worked up to now. So it's probably, the hurl is probably high to get further easing done within the ECB. I'm sure if the economy weakened further, they would. But for now, I think the ECB is on hold. New president, policy review. So I'd say the markets are probably looking for a steer in terms of where that policy review may take us. And I've no doubt, Ollie, that over the last number of years, actions by the ECB has probably led to some weakness in the euro. Um, I just want to focus for one minute just in relation to the Irish Examiner article that's due out today, uh, which talks about US dollar uh, retaining the upper hand even against slower growth path for the US economy and the fact that the Fed cut interest rates three times since the mid-year. Um, you might discuss this for me. Yeah, well, first of all, the Fed's meeting this week as well. And uh, again, uh, we had very strong employment data for November published last week. Uh, that you know, The Fed has cut rates on three occasions, as you said, and indicated that as far as it's concerned, that's enough for the present time and policies on hold uh, and they'll wait and see how the, the economy performs in the coming months. But what we do get from the Fed on Wednesday night will be an indication of where they see the trajectory of interest rates going forward. The last set of interest rate, uh, interest rate forecasts indicate that they don't see rates going lower than their current levels. So we'll see whether that is still the case on um, Wednesday night. But regardless, I mean, the dollar remains strong and other currencies remain weak against it. One of the reasons for that is, okay, the Fed has cut rates uh, on three occasions, but rates in the US remain well above elsewhere. The US economy has continued to outperform. The unemployment rate uh, at a 50-year low, the data published last week. Employment growth in the last three months in the US around over 200,000 per month. So this economy is still continuing to perform well. And what's underpinned the strength of the US currency, it goes back for five years now, is that the US economy has been stronger than elsewhere, rates have been stronger than, higher than elsewhere, and that, looking out into 2020, that is likely to remain the case. To be honest with you, I mean, we, we could only see the dollar falling sharply in circumstances where the US is hit by a recession and has got to cut interest rates to the levels that are 
uh, evident in other economies, which is close to zero or in some cases negative. Now, I'm not saying US rates will go negative, but they're currently about somewhere between 1.5 and 1.75 is the range. If they were cut towards zero, it would signal serious problems in the US economy and uh, undermine the dollar. But that's not the expectation for next year. It's a continuation of steady growth. Uh, And with rates being low and negative elsewhere, it's hard to see what would undermine the dollar. Now, it, it what about trade tensions, Ollie? Well, trade tensions are more, um, <clears throat> I think the expectation is that we will get some form of trade deal between the US and China uh, in the next couple of months. Uh, and that will be probably positive for the um, US economy. It may not be a big mover of the dial in terms of the currency, um, but it probably would help, certainly help the US stock market. Uh, and help the US economy to perform next year and indirectly that may well help underpin the dollar at these sort of high levels. Ollie, many thanks for the update and a big thanks to our customers, colleagues and listeners for joining us on this week's podcast. To stay up to date with all the latest podcasts, please subscribe to AIB's Market Talk on the podcast apps for iOS or Android. And we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. First Trust Bank is a trademark of AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.